0: Hello, and welcome to the Genesis Church Podcast. We're so excited you decided to tune in. Now let's check out a replay of this past Sunday's experience and our new series titled Community, City, World.
1: As we care for our community and our city and world. So um, we started this series off last week, and I hope you understand that our mission to know Christ and make Him known is Stripped straight from scripture, that it is coming from Matthew 22. It's out of the words of Jesus Christ's mouth. That everything hinges on these two principles, he says. It says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart. That means all of your passion. Everything that you live for, that you bleed for, that you, the gut urging that you have to go and to fulfill this call, like whatever you got, it all hangs on. This, loving God with everything that you are, with all of your soul. That means your, your personality, your, your unique emotional makeup that makes you you. And with all of your mind, with every bit of your intellect, love the Lord. And this is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. Love somebody else like you take care of yourself. Love somebody else like you would take care of you and love for you all the law, all the prophets, everything that has ever been said about who God is hangs on these commandments. In this series, we're going to break down three house. right? How do we fulfill what we say that our mission is? The last half says we care for our community, our city, and our world by knowing Jesus and making him known. So how do we care for those three different breakdowns? Like So community, right? So we talked last week about how loving God propels us to go and reach community, that it's not a choice, that we have to build community. It takes work. It's The people that you do life with becomes your community, right? So you need Christian community. You need brothers and sisters in Christ to surround your life. The church still matters. I don't care if it's half empty this morning. The people that are here, your brothers and sisters that you're sitting next to, you matter. You being here matters. I talked last week why we need each other. I talked last week about how we as the church and the community have to continue to grow, why? Not because it needs to fill up seats in here for two services, no. Because it matters to the kingdom. It matters in, the, in your daily walk, the people that God has put in your path, put in your life, put in your family. They need to know the Lord like you know the Lord. And this is one of the greatest ways to do so. To get them to be here and belong. How do we reach the city? Well, it goes beyond... Caring for your one that we talked about last week. like It goes beyond reaching out and trying to find that one. How do you reach pockets of the community as a team? How do we serve together? We talked about community last week. So you and I don't just reach somebody one at a time, one-on-one. No, if you want to band together and serve together, make a greater impact, it requires us to be the body of Christ. So we're going to talk a little bit today about what it looks like to be on mission how to be part of that mission. And we're going to break that down with you. We've got a special guest joining me today. The last one is the world. So how do we respond to this challenge that God lays out on the Great Commission to go into all the world and be a disciple who makes disciples? So each week through this series, I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to jump in, right? Some challenges that are going to kind of be laid down and say, am I going to pick up that gauntlet and run with it or not? What what is it that you're going to take away from this that you can immediately apply by hearing the word, doing the word, what James says to do? Because I'm gonna give you something that you can jump into that we've been planning since spring. So if you were here last week, we have a new Genesis outreach model and kind of an idea that we're working on. Our new director is Rita Mullins and she's gonna join me in just a few minutes. But as we kind of take this track that we are building. You see the, um, the handout in your, your worship guide. Uh, you'll see how each column is broken down by community, city, and world. And so this week you're gonna hear from Rita about how you can best serve your city through two outlets that we offer, Burma Beans Cafe and through Hope Florida. Now hear me, I said last week we might not be a mega church. I don't care, but at Genesis we have a mega heart. And as we begin to focus on this segment or this population or this person, you begin to make a major impact on specific people's lives, specific groups' uh, lives and and who they are And, and even, places in this earth. You can make an impact if we rally together and have a focus. Now, Rita's going to join me in a few, and she's going to address some of these things. But before we do that, I just want to talk a little bit about how we can serve our community. How do we do this as a group, right? So we talked about being a group last week. Now we're going to talk this week about the city. How do we serve as a group? God did not put us on this earth to live a selfish life. He did not put me here so that I could just take up space so that I could breathe wear this cool t-shirt have fun and die that is not that's not why I'm here God put you on this place to make this place a better place God has you designed to contribute something that will make your life count because your life is going to change somebody else's life you are not an accident I don't care how you came to be in this earth. It does not matter. You were planned by God for God and you were meant to be here to serve God. There is a call on every single one of us here. Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you before. You were even formed in your mom's womb. Jeremiah 29.11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans to prosper you. They're not to harm you. They're plans to give you hope. Everybody say hope. And that you would have a future. Man, Jeremiah is one smart prophet. Listen, God says he wants you to take what talents he's put in you, what spiritual gifts he's put in you, and practice serving him by using those tools. 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So how do we serve God? Peter just said it, there's only one way and it's to serve God by serving people. We can't serve God directly, right? You can only serve God by serving others. So whenever you use your talents, whenever you use your gifts, whenever you use your time or your energy or your resources, anything and all of those things, those things help as you begin to change somebody else's life, you help anybody else and as you help somebody else, you are serving God. The Bible calls this ministry. That makes all of you ministers. Contrary to popular opinion, every person in this room is a ministry, not just me. Every single time, every time that you help somebody else, you are ministering to that person. But God tells us, listen, I don't want you to do this by yourself. I don't want you to go alone into the city and try to take the whole city and win the whole city and rescue it all alone. No, he says, I want you to reach a city by doing it as a community. I want you to serve others with others. So we build community. We talked about that last week. If you weren't here, you need to go back and watch last week online. But then we serve as a community. A city is here and it's not just we have a call to serve, but you have a call to serve this place in which you've been placed. Just like there's a purpose for your birth, there is a purpose for your placement. Do you understand that? That someone in your surroundings needs you to surround them. Philippians 2.2 2 says, agree with each other, loving one another, and working together with one heart and one purpose. See, that's where we're gonna take a deep dive today. This place needs us to be one, to have one heart, one purpose, and to go and seek to save the lost like Jesus tells us to do. But you're like, I I don't know how to begin. How do I do that? And can we actually work together with one heart and one purpose of us being so many different people from so many different backgrounds, so many different races, so many different walks of life, so many different social, economic, it doesn't matter. Because you can go and try to win the city, take over the city to change the city by yourself, but good luck on having a major impact. So I'm gonna give you three reasons why God says, don't go at this by yourself. Do not go at this chart that is in your worship guide all alone. God says we are supposed to work together because number one, we're family. 1 Corinthians 3, 9, we work together as partners who belong to God. If you are in Christ, meaning you have accepted Jesus as your personal Lord, friend, and Savior, listen, you have been adopted into God's family. He says, you belong to my family. So that means you belong to my family. Let me drop this in on you for a moment. God is more interested in the relationships that you build while you are serving than the actual service that's being done. Here's why I say that. He wants you to do this with others and not on your own so that you will get behind, you will be bound by one heart, one purpose. Do you understand that that passion that you experience for this, passion will begin to fuel passion, that will begin to fuel passion, that will begin to fuel passion? Now the Lord says to you, hey, I want you to go and do this for me. He might call you out to lead something. I get that, yeah. You might lead the charge, but you gotta build a team of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Who you do life with, who you live in community with in order to accomplish what you have been called to do. You need us. We need you. I need you. You need me in order to live out and get done what God says to get done on whatever has wrecked your heart for him. But PS, why do we have to work together? I hear this all the time. All you type A personalities, it's simple. We need each other. We need each other. We need each other to serve. Here's why, here's a truth bomb. Are you ready? Nobody in this room has all the talents. I mean, you might, I don't, but God did that intentionally. So that, guess what? I would need you. And you would need me. I'm sorry you're stuck with me for life. But I'm telling you, the Apostle Paul tells us this amazing metaphor about being a body. And he says it like this in First Corinthians 12, 12, just listen to me. The human body has many parts, but the parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ, meaning so it is with every believer that belongs in the family of God, you all have a body part that you are. So I'm telling you, some of you are the eyes, some of you the feet, some of you are the mouth. Some of us are probably the rear, okay? But listen, you can't sit down without me. Boom, right? Let me tell you, this past Friday night, this has been a crazy week, y'all. First of all, we had student uh, smash. It was a back-to-school smash. It was awesome, uh, Great numbers, great new friends. And throughout the week, we had dress rehearsals and rehearsals and resetting this church 500 times. Um, But Friday night was awesome because a handful of you served with us at the Shine Shindig. And it's for our special needs adult ministry here. It was a full-on production. And I'm telling you, the workers and the stage managers, you can see them. I'm gonna show you a video clip. You can see them constantly moving. You can't see what they've done the last two months with me, how they have wrangled kids, and it changes your city. (laughs) We started this kind of stuff with five people in the elementary room. So reaching special needs people might not be your thing, that's okay. It might not be what gets your heart, so what we're going to work on is allowing different avenues completely different avenues that you might be able to step into and say, okay, it might start small, but watch one, two, three, four, year seven of shine down the road, the year of completion, and get to see what happens seven years into this movement. So I'm giving you practical application. You ask for it, you're getting it. And this is so, so crazy exciting. Go ahead and put the chart up for me. And let's welcome our new Outreach Director, Ms. Rita Mullins, to the stage. Do you wanna sit, do you wanna stand?
0: I'm not sure. All
1: right, grab a seat. I'm just gonna ask you a couple questions.
0: Okay.
1: Everyone, this is Rita, aka Pastor Stephanie's mom. I'm sure you've never been ever, it's always probably been, oh,
0: this is Rita's daughter. This is Uh, not the hot seat, though, right?
1: Oh, no, well, it might be, (laughs) it depends on (laughs) how many lights they put on you. All right, now. Now, Rita, we know that the cafe has been kind of built towards missions and what we do every time we buy something, it helps Johnny more. Like, so part of what we want to talk about today is how are we going to take that? How are we going to elevate this and begin to impact our city and our world through Burma Beans? So can you tell me just a little bit about that and explain that to them?
0: Sure, so Burma Beans has been around quite a long time, and I'm sure how many of you have actually purchased a coffee or some goodie from Burma Beans Cafe, right? and um, you know pat and dan schwartz have done an amazing job and they've got a great team of people that have come alongside them uh, for the cafe so we have plans you know pastor scott and i've talked and we want to expand the cafe we want to have our own coffee beans right yes uh so that you can you know you don't have to go and buy folders anymore you can go and buy burma beans uh, coffee and what that's going to do then that's going to help support you know, continue to support Johnny Moore who is our missionary in Burma but it's also going to help support other missionaries around the world now two of the things that uh, you know automatically come to my mind is ministry to the military uh, and anywhere we have a military base where the Church of God has a military uh, base excuse me where the United States has a military base the Church of God tries to put a ministry center there So I'm not sure if you're aware of that or not, but right now there's two particular needs. And one of those is at Camp Aviano, and that's in Italy. And they have, um, I think their names are, uh, I wrote this down, Ryan and Angie Miller, and they're in the Air Force there at Camp Aviano. And the need that they have right now is a new heating system, right? And you think, wow, you know, Italy, it's, it's going to get pretty cold pretty soon. And you're thinking, well, how can Genesis and how can, you know, small cafe like Burma Beans, how can we do that? But let me tell you what, with God, there is nothing impossible. So if we do our part, you know, even if it's just buying a a cookie um, or that amazing casserole that they had this morning, or a cup of coffee, whatever it might Kaylin be. Said, Amen. It must Amen. be really good. Amen. Really good. so good. That casserole. So good. I don't know if there's any left, but if there is, <laughs> you need to go, go get a slice of that. Um, so that's one of the ways is supporting that cafe. So if we all do our part, then together, as Pastor Scott was sharing earlier, um, then it's huge. So ministry to the military is one way that Burma Beans is going to expand. We're going to try to get our own coffee, just a, lots of cool things, and uh, there's so many things in the works right now, so I don't want to get ahead of myself.
1: No, you're fine. One of our ideas of expanding is also getting a mobile uh, cafe and being able to go and serve at places like um, Springtime Tallahassee and just give the love of Christ away, asking nothing in return, and to be able to be a blessing to the city and to create community wherever we go.
0: Right, and so the second place is, um, it's called Camp Casey, and that is 13 miles. This um, good. army base is 13 miles from the DMZ <laughs> zone in uh, Korea, in South Korea. And so, their new pastors there, the former pastors there, uh, he passed away suddenly. And so, we have new pastors that are there, and they need some help. You know, not only do they need our prayer support, but they need financial help and what happens in these ministry centers is that you can have uh, 100 people in your service on a particular Sunday and then the next Sunday you can have 20 because the, the military has deployed them. My husband and I had a chance to visit uh, some of these centers a few years ago and one that made such an impact in my life was in Cape Town which is Kaiserslautern, Germany and there um, So many of the soldiers are deployed, and what happens is you have these young wives then that are able to be overseas with their husband, who's in the military, and they have little children. Some of them were pregnant, and in this one particular um, ministry center we were at, it was just two rooms. It was so small, and it was two rooms, and the pastor and his wife would open the doors every day. And all of these young wives would come with their children because, again, they're in a foreign country. They have no family there. They only have each other. Every day, they would come. And every day, they would connect. And that's the one thing that would keep them going. So sometimes it's just a matter of sending financial help to keep that electricity on or to keep the heat on so that these families can continue to meet like that and to connect while they're so far away from home. I know that Next week, we're going to be talking about world missions. And so, again, there's another area that, you know, Burma Beans is, we have great plans for this cafe. We have great plans. So, you know, we're expecting God to do some amazing things with our our cafe here. And, you know, I think there's just, I know there's a scripture in the Bible that says don't despise small beginnings, right? So we're just excited to see what all God's (laughs) going to do with that. That's awesome. (laughs) Because
1: that's a Nehemiah and we're talking about him at the end. Yeah. So I think part of, you know, it's not just world missions that we're going to do. It's going to be local missions. And part of that is to also take the money that we are generating through this and begin to pour it into what we call Hope Florida. It's the initiative that um, First Lady Casey DeSantis has started. um, And so we are going to jump on board with that. um, And so it will be a kind of like a filtering system to be able to pour money into what this kind of outreach is going to look like. So uh, let's kind of shift gears because of this Hope Florida thing. Let me get you to explain to us as Genesis Church, what does Hope Florida's mission look like or their purpose? Like what's the whole point of why they are doing what they're doing and how can we get involved and how are we getting involved,
0: so? So the number one primary goal of Hope Florida is to keep families together and to keep children with their parents keep them with their moms because we're dealing with a lot of single moms so that's their number one mission is to keep children with their parents yeah. so to s- statistics show that out of um th- there's so many different people that have been in foster care that 40 percent of the homeless were in foster care 50 percent of the women and girls that are in sex trafficking were in foster care and 75% of the men and women that are incarcerated at some point were in foster care. So you can see what the huge need is for a church, a church like Genesis, to get involved with Hope Florida. So sometimes um, there are four million children on the very edge of going into foster care. And some of that is for- Four
1: million, worldwide, statewide, worldwide worldwide okay
0: worldwide four million worldwide that are on the very edge of having to go into foster care there are 400,000 in foster care right now sometimes those things that put those children into foster care can be avoided and this is where we get to be a part we get to come in and the number one need that they have or some of the, the number one needs is a crib a baby needs a crib If the child doesn't have a bed, then there are agencies that can come in and remove those children from the home. So they might need, it might be as simple as a a twin bed. Um, Clothes and food. So those are the number one needs right now that we see uh, with families.
1: So with Hope Florida, what it is is basically there's this database that these needs arise and and so what happens is we will get pinged. We're gonna get an alert. So Rita's gonna get contacted and saying, hey, there is this need. Can Genesis Church fulfill this need? We know it's legit, this family needs help. What did that look like when you got to do it like a week ago?
0: Yeah, we actually kind of took a request. We had done some training and before any staff was actually trained, we had a request that came through, it popped up on our our, uh, screen and I said, I think we could do this. So Gabriel, would you just stand and raise your hand for me? So Gabriel, my husband and I, uh, I had sent the word out and we had, the need was uh, a young, young man, a young boy who had gone, he'd been removed from his home and had gone to live with his aunt. And uh, this was, you know, new, you know, bringing a younger child into her home. So she needed help to get him set up for school. So between Gabriel, myself and some others of you, we purchased some items that he needed. He needed clothes for school. He needed shoes and some school supplies. So we went and uh, we were able to drop him off to the family. We were able to meet the family, connect with them. We were able to meet this young man. And uh, you know I appreciated where he was because I know I think he's going to do really well. And uh, the good thing is that we get to stay in contact with him, and we get to provide any mentorship or any discipleship that he may need, uh, you know, so that we can help him stay in the home, and we can help him do well.
1: See, that's the difference. This is not dropping something off to an unknown entity. This is you taking and being in the church and showing up to the front door, knocking and giving something away, expecting nothing in return. And then you stay in contact with that family. It is not a drop off. I'll never see you. i will never know who you are. We're leaving a card with them so that they may contact us if they need us. It is you connecting to the city. You going together as a group, one, for safety reasons, but two, as a community and going and invading a community and saying, guess what? You can be a part of our community. What an amazing outreach opportunity you have. Thank you so much rita for just kind of sharing your heart and if there's anything else you want to say now let me now just is time, finish girl. real quick
0: so you received this response card so fill it out you know i'm so excited to to get to be a part of this outreach program pastor scott thank you so much for allowing me and my husband to to get involved here at genesis so i want i want you to come on and be a part of the, our outreach and missions ministry too um, I even had somebody say to me last week, I don't know that I can do a lot, but I'm going to fill this out, and then you let me know where I can serve. So fill out the response card, and then August 31st, 7 o'clock here at the church, we have our first general outreach Put that meeting. Slide up for me. Yeah, so that's just uh, a, a way for you to Take come a fill this out. Don't
1: forget, here you go. Turn around. Everyone smile. All right, thank you.
0: <laughs> so. Come. Come and find out what it's about. Find out what the need is, where you can get involved, okay? Uh, let me tell you a quick story. This is one of my favorite favorite scriptures. We have time? This is Matthew 25, and it starts at 35 and goes down to verse 40. But it says, uh, inasmuch as you've done this to the least of these, you've done it to me. And you know, the scripture says, you know, when did you feed me? Or when did you clothe me? When did you visit me? And uh, I have a friend who tells a story about his son bringing home some friends from school. And he said that, you know, the boys were playing and he said, all of a sudden this one little guy comes into into him and says, you know, hey mister, you know, I'm hungry, do you have anything to eat? And he said, you know, I was tired and I had just gotten in and I wanted to sit and rest and not do a whole lot. And he said, okay, sure, let's go see what we've got. So they go to the kitchen and he fixes this little guy a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And he gets him a glass of milk and he said he the the lord you know the holy spirit just touched him and said as i sat there i watched jesus eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and drink a glass of milk and that's just how simple it is to get involved to get involved in outreach we have such a a, you know a similar story at wendy's one year we you know, bought food for these three little kids that had come and they were so cold and they were sharing fries. And so we made sure they all got hamburgers and french fries and a Coke and we sat there and I said, wow, I said, we watched Jesus take a french fry, dip it in ketchup and drink a Coke. So it is just that simple to get involved. So I hope to see you guys on August 31st for sure. Pastor Scott, thank you again. Hey, thank you for sharing.
1: I can't wait to see how your teams grow. I can't wait to see this explode. You're gonna affect, affect one life at a time. But That's just gonna feel like this snowball effect. It's kind of how it is with us here. When we start, it always kind of starts small, and that's good, it should. But do you hear what we're saying? We're saying we need you in this room to be one, so the city can be one. The city needs people in this room to band together and care for them. Romans 12, 5. I love the message paraphrase of this. It says, each of us finds our meaning and function as the part as a part of Christ's body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? No, because that appendage, that piece that's cut off dies, right? That's some kind of weird Stephen King kind of mess. Listen, Your appendages have to be connected to the body. You and I have to be connected to the body of Christ, meaning that we as God's family have to be together, bound together so that we can live out a purposeful kind of life. I need you, you need me to find meaning and to simply function in life. We are the church. We must be one so the city can be one, W-O-N. The third reason the last thing I want to share with you is we serve together because we get more done that way. Jesus said in Matthew 25, get her done. Um, just kidding. Don't look that up. That's not there. Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes 4 9 says two are better off than one because they can get work more or they can work more effectively. So we need to be able to work more effectively we know this. It's just common sense as we band together. Why? Because teamwork multiplies effectiveness. Teamwork multiplies impact. The Bible compares us being tied together in ministry a lot of times to planting, like planting a seed and watching something grow from it. So the seed is really, really small, but over time, as you tend to it and as you continue to pour into it, something emerges. First Corinthians 3, it says, The one who plants and the one who waters work as a team with the same purpose. So we have to come together to work on whatever it is that we're, we're trying to accomplish, whatever we're trying to see come to fruition. That's, that's a purpose-driven team that does that. Who played sports in high school? Anybody played team sports? Anybody ever in a play? Everybody, in, anyone ever in a social club? Two of you? Awesome. Glad you're with me today. I was on the varsity gymnastics team. I was in National Honor Society. I was in student council. I ran track, was in an art club, was in... Choir, was in the show choir, did musicals, was in a traveling youth group, musical. I know, dramatic, you never would have guessed that about me, right? Shocker. Listen, but I've never been bored a day in my life. Was I doing all that stuff for resume building? No, I was doing it because it was fun. Because it's fun to be part of a team. Why? Because it's nice to know that you belong somewhere. I want you to see that there's a place for you to belong here on, on any different kind of level. And the truth is we feel most alive when we're part of a team doing something important. And you cannot tell me what Ms. Rita just said today is not important. What's cool about it is you do more together, you get more done, and you have a whole lot more fun. Hey, new G group leaders, literally we have 20 groups this time. The fastest way that you can get your new G group to click, it's not by socializing and hanging out. That's great. Purposefully important. It's not going to be even accomplished through how much you study together. You will gel the best by serving together. When you work together, it builds a team. And you have to have a cause in order to have a team in the first place. To have a team You have to have a cause. Our cause is to know Christ and to make him known as we care for our community, our city, and our world. That's your cause, to reach people for Jesus, to love God and love others, not expecting anything in return. You have a purpose, you have a mission, and we need to be doing it together for a reason. Every time I hear about foster kids and knowing that like that's going to end up being their future of 75% of people that are incarcerated. They come from a a foster care experience. That should at least put a little bit of break in your heart, like at least a tiny little crack. We have the opportunity (laughs) to be the remedy. We can go, I believe that you can go and serve coffees to someone and just do a random act of kindness to someone and it not ruin your life and it not take away so much of your time of doing something else. It's just that simple. When you love other people with the love of Christ, you are guaranteed to make a 100% impact on changing the world in a very powerful way. That's just how God operates. That the purpose of a team is this. You are supposed to accomplish what you're called to do together. So my mind goes back to Nehemiah, and I'm gonna close out with this. You better not despise the small beginnings because the end of that scripture says, the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Listen, 444 BC, Jerusalem, has been torn down for 140 years. The people felt hopeless. They were super ashamed and embarrassed that they were carted off to a world that was not theirs because they disobeyed God and they broke God's heart. And so God allowed someone to to conquer them. So they're all over in Babylon and they're all spread out. And now, you know, the king of Persia comes in and takes out Babylon. And so now there's a whole new reign And there's this cupbearer named Nehemiah. He's a nobody. He's the poison tester for the king. He's supposed to eat or drink something. And if he drops dead, oh, well, guess what? The king didn't. Guess what? So he's disposable. And this disposable person goes to the king and says, listen, I've heard from my brother that the gates are burned, that the walls are downed. And it broke his heart. And he took a risk. And King Artaxerxes listened to this crazy, audacious ask that he might go back and rebuild the city, rebuild his home. And he agreed. And when God is in it, here's what God does. (laughs) He gave them all the lumber, all the supplies, money out of the treasury, and protection to get back all those hundreds of miles and rebuild the city. God will use someone who will weep over the city God will use someone who will stand up and act and say, this is not right, this is not okay. God will use someone who will not just stare at rubble and say, oh, that's somebody else's job to clean that up and fix that. When there are homes and families broken all around us, what are we going to do? When I look at this story, I see that, yes, Nehemiah is the one that the Lord hid in the chest and he answered the call and went. But guess what he does? He bands together this awesome team. Even as they are under attack, they still listen to his leadership because there are a bunch of people when you start your mission, they're not gonna want you to do what you're going to do. There's a lot of people who hate Jesus and hate Christians because they don't understand the love of God and it freaks them out. But teamwork helped get the job done. So what the Israelites did, even as they were under attack, they began to put half to stand guard and the other half to work and the people that were working had a shovel in one hand and a pickaxe in the other baby saying bring it on 52 days later the walls were rebuilt in 52 days destroyed for 140 years of people staring at a rubble a mess but what happened when a team got together when they decided to care about the city Fifty-two days, a miracle happened. What can we do for a city that's in crisis? Do you not see the homeless population multiplying? Do you not see Boys Town that comes up? No, because you're at the nine twenty-nine. But you saw it this summer; they filled this whole section. How are we going to save families in Tallahassee from being torn apart? How we? Going to do something that is just an act of kindness, one person at a time, that just says, I love you. So that heads might turn, so that you might open up a conversation about why you do what you do. And it's because that you know God and you want somebody else to make it. This acquaintance with them. But they might come to the foot of the cross and you're just having a conversation with a stranger. What are you gonna do for one stranger at a time, one parent at a time, one kid at a time? See, it's possible we're making the opportunity available, but when God calls you to this, will you be? Let's pray. Lord, I pray in this moment that our hearts would be available. That Lord, (laughs) we would say, here I am, Lord, send me. Lord, send us. Jesus, in this moment, would your spirit pour out upon my people that we would take the selfish inward looking life, God, and we would just stop and just say, Lord, there's, we see it, we get it now. Our eyes are now focused outward, Lord. We love our community, we grow our community, we invest into our community, we believe in being the brothers and sisters of Christ. So as we continue to meet together and band together and love each other and spend time with each other, Lord, let it propel us, God, to go and to do, Lord, not to be just a hearer of the word and sit and stare, but God, be a doer of the word. Holy Spirit, break some hearts in this room. Holy Spirit, call some Nehemiahs out in this room some esters in this room who will approach a king or a diplomat or a senator who will approach a little kid that nobody knows the name of who will take care of a parent who's on their last leg and struggling with a drug problem we will go and scrub somebody's house that's covered in roaches because just because they can't. We will simply bring a bed <laughs> so that somebody doesn't become part of the seventy-four percent I repent that we haven't done this up till now. Lord, open our eyes. And allow us, God, as a family, to go change the families of the city. In Jesus' name.
0: joining us here at the Genesis Church Podcast. Remember, you can join us every Sunday on all social media platforms. You can also join us in person at 4070 Mission Road right here in Tallahassee. Have a great day and remember, know Christ and make him known.